You owe me five for interest. But anyway, we can get discouraged by multiple different things. But what I would like to share with you tonight is that being discouraged, it's, it's a state of being. When you say I'm discouraged, that's a state of being. And so the circumstances that cause you being discouraged, you can't um, predict those circumstances. You can't make those circumstances go away. They kind of fall upon you, the circumstances. However, you being discouraged by that circumstance, that's a choice. Everybody say this, being discouraged, being discouraged is a choice, is a choice that, I make. that I make. Being discouraged is a choice that you make. The circumstances that made you discouraged, that's not a choice. And so I'm going to talk with you about those types of things. But you being discouraged by something is actually a choice that you make. And you can be empowered by the Spirit of God to not be discouraged. To not make that choice. To really live in the love, the joy, the peace of God. So if you're taking notes today, the first way to get over it, number one, is look to God for a strategy. Look to God for a strategy. Look, yeah, that's it. Look to God for a strategy. If you're discouraged, often we get discouraged, and, and Josiah, you touched on this, we get discouraged because we don't get the outcome that we were expecting. You're discouraged because you expected something. How many of you have been discouraged on your birthday when you didn't get what you asked for? Me? Yeah. How many of you were discouraged this past Christmas when mom or dad or grandma or Didi or whoever didn't Jesus after he saw that he rose from the dead. 
So he eventually became someone who died because he believed in Jesus. He wouldn't renounce his faith. And he was the one who doubted Jesus and was like, nah, this stuff isn't for me. Unless I see him, unless I put my, my hands in his hands, the holes in his hands, or my hand in the holes in his side, I'm not going to believe. And Jesus came, appeared to him, and said, go ahead, put your hand in, my, in the holes in my hand. What was actually his, his wrist, but they called it a hand because it was like the general re region. And then go ahead and put your hand in the hole in my side. And Thomas would not renounce his faith. And he actually died for his faith. And this was the guy who doubted. So after Jesus came back to life, this is what happens. John chapter 21, verse 3. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. The disciples said, we'll come too, they all said. So they went out into the boat, but they caught nothing all night. Um, I don't know if any of y'all have been fishing, but it's boring. It's boring. You know what makes it fun? When you catch something. So they were there all night, not catching anything. All night. Do you know what happened? Like, I would be sleeping. I would have fallen off the boat into the water and been dead. So they caught nothing all night. Verse 4. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach. Listen to this. The disciples could not see who he was, so he called out, Fellows, have you caught any fish? That's like rubbing salt into a wound. They didn't catch anything all night, and Jesus said, Did you catch anything? Like, that's messed up. And they say, No. Verse 6, then he said, Throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat, and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. So what happened when things weren't working for them? They listened to the instructions of Jesus. They listened to his strategy. So rather than just doing it the way that they knew, rather than doing it the way that they had done all night, they listened to the instruction of Jesus, and then they did what he told them to do. Now, there's, there's another thing that I want to say. I want to go back one step. You know, sometimes we can be discouraged because something's not working out for us that we were never meant to do. So you might be like, man, I'm trying, I've been trying to hook up with this girl. She's not a Christian. She doesn't love God. I know that I should be looking for somebody who loves God, but she doesn't love God. But man, it's not working out. I'm so discouraged. And then you pray, God, please let it be the one for me. And God, you're going to be discouraged because that's not what God wants for you. And so you've got to take one step back even further, not, not just asking God for strategy, but ask God, am I supposed to even be doing this? Some of you are planning to go to college for something like architecture or architecture. Maybe you're planning on going to college um, for something business oriented, but God told you he wants you to be a worshiper. Some of you are planning to go to college and you're thinking about, man, I want to be a worshiper. And God told you that you're supposed to be a business person. You're going to feel discouraged when you don't get into that college. You're going to feel discouraged when you're not doing well in the thing that you're not supposed to be doing. But you have to take that step back and do what David did. David said from the jump, am I supposed to uh, go to battle with these people? That was his first question. Is this something I'm even supposed to be doing? Am I even supposed to be working at that job? Like, you can be discouraged, but how about, God, am I even supposed to be working right now? Should I be working, period? Should I be giving my time to you? Should I learn how to give my time to you first? 
and then go and get a job. Because I still don't have it together yet. So let me make sure I have it together first. David said, am I supposed to go to battle? Then if God said yes, he would say, all right, so how? Show me how. God, am I supposed to do this? Yes. All right, then you, I want you to show me how. Sometimes we're, we're in friendship. We're trying to make a friendship work. We're discouraged by a friendship. And God doesn't even want you in that particular friendship because that person's no good for you. Because you're always getting in trouble with them. Or they bring out the bad in you, you bring out the bad in them. And so God just doesn't want you knit together. So stop going, man, God, how do I make this work? Instead go, Am I, are we even supposed to be friends for this particular reason? And David was known to be a man after God's own heart because he sought God's advice. Look to God for a strategy. Look for God's advice. Know that God knows better than you. If you're discouraged, look to him. Number two, if you're taking notes, look to God for help. Look to, let me put the emphasis, look to God for help. I will lift up my eyes to the hills where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord. Sometimes we choose to be and to act discouraged because we want people to see us and help us. We want somebody to see that we're discouraged and we want them to help us. And while that's not entirely not unbiblical, if you look to people for your sole source of help, you'll only have what they can give. If you have a $100 problem, and you got somebody who's got $100, wonderful. But if you have a $100,000 problem, you, you only have the help that a person can give you. Mm -hmm. But if you look to God, it doesn't matter because his help to you can be unlimited. Mm -hmm. He can help you with everything that you need. One time, um, when I had my youngest son, Benjamin, I was in the hospital. Um, then we, I got the hospital bill, and it said $29,000. No, actually, it was $33,000. My portion was the $29,000. So everybody say $29,000. Dollars. Dollars. Yeah, um, I know I don't have $29,000. And um, just currently, just so that you know, like, uh, being a youth and worship pastor is not like, it doesn't give you an excess of $29,000 that you can just spend on whatever you feel like, like whenever you want to. Uh, now the blessing of the Lord makes a man rich. So I knew I, got, I better be looking to God, because I, <laughs> I promise you, if I had $29,000, I would not be spending it on a hospital bill. Like, yeah, I would buy a new minivan, clearly. It doesn't, $29,000 doesn't even cost, cover the cost of a minivan nowadays. That's how horrible life is. It doesn't even cover the cost of a minivan. But anyway, so we prayed. We prayed, we prayed, we prayed. Um, we were trying to think, like, God, you've got to give us wisdom. How in the world are we going to come up with $29,000? But we prayed. Vanessa, Mario, they prayed. We also thought, you know, maybe we do our own fundraiser. <laughs> Make lots of empanadas to cover this bill. <laughs> but what? That's a lot of empanadas. So, but what ended up happening is I called the people 
And I said, listen, listen, hospital, listen, insurance company, you gotta do something because I don't have to. Please. And they said, ma'am, there is nothing that we can do. That's your portion of the bill. I kid you not, that was the last conversation I had with them. And then I laid in my bed and I cried for like 20 minutes and then I felt like an idiot and I got up. Everybody say, encourage yourself. Encourage yourself. So I got up, I encouraged myself in the Lord, and I prayed. And then it, it had to have been like two months later, I got another bill from the same company. And I was like, now they're attacking my interest. I don't think they can actually do that, but I was concerned. I was like, now they're going to rape me and they're going to come after me. So I look at it. It said 229000. It said 250. $250. I said yes. Amen. Yeah. If I had looked to man for help, we would have been making empanadas for a whole lot of years. But instead, we all looked to God and God provided. Mm -hmm. They ended up being like, because you don't have insurance, I'm going to give you this discount. Uh, because you have insurance, I'm going to give you this debt. I'm not kidding you, that's what the bill said. This is your discount because you have insurance. Because you don't have insurance, this is your discount. And because, you know, technically we think you're broke, this is this is your discount. Yeah, like the world has they have bad standards of broke. They don't know what's in my bank. Um, so they they uh, they did all that. And the bill when I didn't have insurance was $250. That was half the price of when I was covered by insurance with Samuel, which was $500. It was less expensive with God than it was with man. Amen. And that's how God will provide for you. But listen, if you look to man, you'll only have what they can give you. If you look to God, you'll have what God can give you. And how many of you guys know that God owns all the, all the cattle on a thousand hills? He owns all the silver and the gold. He has an endless supply of love for you. He has an endless supply of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. That he can fill you up so that you never run dry. Amen? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So, there was a boy in the Bible that had a fish. And Jesus looked up to God and thanked him. And then it was able to serve everybody. If he had just looked to the boy, they would have just you know, fed half of the disciples basically. But because he looked up to God with what the man gave with what the boy gave, but it's like, you know, a human, God multiplied it. And so people can be a pastor as long as you give God the glory and you look to God through them. Amen? Amen. If you don't look to God, it will not ever be enough. You'll always be discouraged. You'll always be disheartened. You'll never have enough encouragement if you don't look to God. Number three, if you're taking notes, look at the lives of others. Oh, that surprises me. <laughs> look at the lives of others. Look at their triumphs after their trials. Look at how they came through. What are some of the circumstances of the people in the Bible? And how did God bring them out? 
What was their final outcome for them in that particular situation? Um, Joshua 1, 8, Jonathan was preaching about this one particular verse. It says, meditate on the word day and night that you might observe to do what's written in it. And he preaches about observe to do. When you watch somebody doing something, or when you watch somebody, you'll be able to do what they do. And so if you get in the word of God, and you look at, you look at how, how Daniel was thrown in a lion's den with hungry lions. And he was there all night, and the lions didn't rip him apart. Uh, how many of you guys would be scared of a lion if it came? You're just running through here. I would like, you know how people jump on chairs because of mice? I would throw the chair at the lion. I would say to you guys, sayonara suckers. And I would leave out that door, shut it behind me, and I'd be like, take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves. That's exactly what I would do. I'm not even lying. I'd be like, look at I'd be like, take care of yourselves. Look, I have the wisdom to leave. Now you guys have to have the faith for the lions to not eat you. Um, you know, I'm just kidding, Josh. I would, I would protect you. I would protect you. I don't know about everybody else, but... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I would save you. I would save you. Don't take it personal. So it says observe. Watch. Watch so that you can do. Look at the Bible. Listen to the Bible. Read the Bible. Listen with purpose. Watch with purpose. How did Joshua get out of that situation? How did Daniel get out of that situation? How did David get out of that situation? Why weren't they discouraged to the point where they gave up? How did they keep going? Look at how they did it. Look at how God brought them through. How did he do it? What did they do? David says he encouraged himself in the Lord. So I better get myself up. Uh, after his son died, he got up, he washed his face, he worshiped, and then he ate a meal. All right, so you got terrible news. You've been crying, right? How many of you guys, you cried because you got bad news one day? Okay, so you got bad news, you cry. If you want to, if you want to get over being discouraged, what you need to do is look at how the people in the Bible got over being discouraged. David got up. Everybody say, get up. Get up. He washed his face. That means that he cleaned himself. He took a shower. You can take a shower. Sometimes when you're discouraged, when you're depressed, you don't take care so take care of yourself. He worshipped. Everybody say worship. Worship. It says in the Bible that you put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So that means you worship. When you feel sad, when you feel down, when you feel discouraged, you need to put on that praise. You need to open your mouth and thank God. And that's exactly what David did. He got up. He washed his face. He worshipped God. And then he ate. Everybody say eating. Eating. Makes things better. Makes things better. It makes things better. So you want to know how to get over being discouraged? Look to the lives of people in the Bible who got over being discouraged. And then also look to the people who are around you. The Bible says, follow me as I follow Christ. Is there somebody around you who's been through a similar situation that they got out of it? Look to them. Ask them, man, how did you get out of that? How did you make it through? Romans 
2.11 says that God is no respecter of persons. What does that mean? That means if he did it for one person, he can do it for you. If he did it for David, he'll do it for me. If he did it, um, if he did it for Peter, you know, Peter messed up. He messed up bad. The Bible says that he denied Jesus three times. He, Jesus looked him in the face as he was doing it the third time. That's a serious kind of betrayal. That's like a, you betrayed the son of God. Peter messed up. But I'm tell, I want to tell you tonight from the word of God, if you messed up, the Bible says in Romans 2.11 that God is no respecter of persons. You can receive the same forgiveness that Peter received. Amen. That he, he betrayed Jesus. He disowned Jesus. And Jesus went back to him and said, basically, are you ready to get it right? And Peter said, yeah, I'm ready to get it right. That's all you need to do is come back to him. He's no respecter of persons. If he did it for them, if he did it for one, he could do it for all. All you have to do is turn back to him. Number four, if you're taking notes, is encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself. You can encourage yourself by seeking him and listening to his word. Go ahead and turn to 1 Samuel chapter 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30 verses 1 through 8. First Samuel chapter 31 through 8 says this. Three days later, when David and his men arrived home at their town of Ziklag, they found the Amalekites had made a raid into the Negev and, the Zik and Ziklag, and they had crushed Ziklag and burned it to the ground. They had carried off the women and children and everyone else, but without killing anyone. So basically, the women and children of the people who were with David were all stolen. They were all taken. When David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened to their families, they wept until they could weep no more. How many of you guys have seen a grown man cry? It's not a sight you want to see, right? It makes you very, it makes you upset. It makes you want to cry yourself. So here, here's a, a group of grown men all weeping. They're not crying, they're weeping. It's a deep pain. Verse 5, David's two wives, Ahinoam from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel, were among those who were captured. Verse 6, David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter and losing their sons and daughters, and they began to talk about stoning him. Listen to this. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Another version says David encouraged himself in the Lord. Then he said to Abiathar, the priest, bring me the Ephod. So Abiathar brought it. Then David asked the Lord, should I chase after this band of raiders and will I catch them? And the Lord told him, yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken to you. That's the thing that's special about the word of God. It can take you from being in a place where you feel like you're frozen and I can do nothing about my situation to God encourage me with his word, and now I know I can go and take back what the enemy took from me. That's the special thing about the word of God, that it's alive.
that it's active, that it's sharper than any other, any double-edged sword, that it actually does something. The Word of God is full of power to the point where it will actually encourage you to move. How many of you guys have ever been so discouraged that you felt like you could do nothing? I don't want to do anything anymore. Yeah. That's where David could have been. People were, people were talking about killing him. I don't think you've been to that place. Maybe some of you have have, maybe. People were going to kill him. And he could have froze, but he said, instead he turned to the Lord. And the word of God came to him and strengthened him. Sometimes we're discouraged because we don't listen to the right voice. Mm. Sometimes you're discouraged because you're not listening to the right voices. Mm -hmm. You're listening to the people who are, who are saying, hey, I'm just going to stone you. Okay? It's going to be all right. Uh, don't, don't worry. I'm just going to kill you. It's like MBD. No big deal. Um, instead of listening to those voices, David listened to the voice of the Lord. And it caused him to go forward with action. If he had listened to the voices of the people who were going to stone him, he would have probably gotten stoned. But instead, he listened to the voice of the Lord. The Bible also says in Jude chapter 1 verse 20, Build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying continually in the Spirit. If you're discouraged, a way to encourage yourself in the Lord is to pray in the Holy Spirit. i got to move through this quickly. 1 Timothy 1.18 says this, Use the prophetic words that have been spoken over to you, you to fight the battles. So use the gifts of the Spirit. Use the gifts that God has given you to fight the battles that you're coming up against. 1 Corinthians 14.3 says that prophecy is, is actually used to encourage you. So if you want to hear a prophetic word, that's why you're here at church, to be encouraged. To be uplifted, to be strengthened in your, in your inner man or inner woman, but in, you know, in your spirit, to be strengthened. Finally, number six, if you're taking notes, everybody say this, get your hopes up. Get your hopes up. You want to be, you want to get over being discouraged, start getting your hopes up. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. If you want to get your hopes up, you need to start listening to the word of God. Listen. People are hopeless because they don't know that there's anything that they can have hope for. They're hopeless because they haven't opened the word of God and seen that God has a different word than what the world has. They're hopeless because, man, I can't even get the COVID vaccine yet. And so maybe I'm going to die. No, I have God. If you open up the word, it says no plague will come near my tent. And listen, I'm not talking against vaccines. I'm saying... If you look to God, he'll be your protector. He'll be your source. You can get your hopes up when you read the word of God. You know that you know that there's a better protection for you by the covenant that you have with Jesus because of his blood. Romans 8.28 says that God works all things together for the good of those who love him. So if something terrible happens to you, it doesn't how about something mediocre happens to you? It doesn't matter. Because he works all things together for the good of those who love him. Everybody say all things. All things. When God says all things, he means all things. And so saying it's horrible. And for evil, God uses for good. So even if the enemy tried to take you out, God can use it 
for your good. Everything that discourages you is to try to cause you to quit and to turn you away from God. That's the ultimate purpose. When the enemy tries to encourage or discourage you, it's not just to keep you from getting your dream job. It's so that you'll finally turn away from God. Uh, what happened with Job? Job's wife wanted him to curse God and die. Just curse God. Just do, would you at least do that? And he wouldn't. And you, we need to know that we can build up our faith and we can get our hopes up by looking to the word of God. Now I want to tell you, the Bible says that the substance, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Meaning you have to hope for something to be able to have faith in it or faith for it. And so that's why I tell you tonight, you have to get your hopes up. But listen, I mean, none of this will work. No, nothing that I preach tonight will work if you don't have a personal relationship with God. If you don't have an intimate relationship with God. David prayed for his son uh, Solomon. And he said this, Solomon, you need to um, have an intimate relationship with God and worship him with all of your heart all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. But we need to have an intimate relationship with him. That's the key. You will forever be discouraged because all of these points are based on God. He's the only way that we can be encouraged. He's the only way that we can have hope. This, it does, I don't want to sound depressing, but this world has nothing of value to offer us. Because of this reason, everything in this world will pass away. God, who we can't see, is more real than any of this stuff. He's more real than any of the things that we can touch. He's more real. What we experience in the spirit is more real than this stuff. Because this stuff is going to pass away one day. And God is eternal. He'll never pass away. And so that's the only way that we can have hope. If you felt discouraged, if you felt depressed, if you felt like, I just can't make it, it's very possible um, that part of the reason for that is because you just, you need a relationship with God. And this is the really awesome thing about him, is that the Bible says that he loved the world so much that he gave his son Jesus, that whoever believes on him won't perish, but will have everlasting life. God knew that we messed up. Everybody say, I messed up. I messed up. I messed up big time. And God knew that there was no way for me to come back to him. So what he did was he made a way. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And so Jesus died. He took our punishment for our sin. So there wouldn't be a divide between us and God anymore. And so, listen. You should be able to lift up your heads if you have Jesus in your life. And you shouldn't be making a choice to be discouraged. You should be making a choice to encourage yourself in the Lord. And if you don't know God yet, or if you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior to take away your sins and to reconcile yourself with God, tonight's your opportunity. You don't have to live one more day being discouraged because God, Jesus said, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy but I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. How many of you know that constantly being discouraged is not abundant life? Mm -hmm. Constantly being discouraged 
is not a good life. But Jesus came that we would have an abundant life. Go ahead and stand to your feet. I want to pray with you. Just go ahead and lift your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just go ahead and lift your hands to heaven. Go ahead and close your eyes. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. And we thank you for your goodness. I'm going to do two separate um, calls forward tonight. So I would pray for two different sets of people. The first is going to be, if you haven't ever received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you realize, man, I've been discouraged. I've been depressed. There's something that's not right in my life. And I realize tonight that I don't have a relationship with God. I've sinned against him. And I feel like there's a separation between me and him. And I want to get that right tonight. If that's you and you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but you know tonight because of what I preach from the Word of God, that you want to be encouraged by Him and you want to be reconciled to Him and you want to have that relationship with Him that gives you that joy, that gives you that peace, that helps you to know that you're forgiven of your sins. If that's you and you, you no longer want that separation to be between you and God, and you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. I want you to raise your hand right where you're at right now. Wave it high to me. There's a couple hands. Go ahead and wave at me. You would say, I need to be forgiven of my sins. Amen. Those of you who have your hands raised and you want to be forgiven of your sins tonight. And you want to be reconciled to God. Meaning you don't want a separation anymore between you and Him. I want you to come forward right now. Run up forward. You don't want to be discouraged anymore. Come on forward. Anybody else? Don't be shy. Come on forward if you would say, listen, listen, if you want to get right with God tonight, I don't care who you are. If you know I have been separated from God and there's something that has kept me from God and I want to be right with him today, I don't want you to wait one more moment. I want you to come forward and meet me up front here. There's two already here. Is there anybody else in this place that would say, I want to be sure that I'm going to heaven? I want to be sure that I have a right standing with God. Anybody else in this place? Anybody else? Alright, I'm going to wait one more moment. Go ahead and close your eyes and bow your heads one more time. You know, the Bible says that you were bought at a high price. We bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says that your criminal charges were nailed to the cross. When Jesus was nailed to the cross, your criminal charges were, were nailed to that cross. It would be a shame if there's anybody in this room that's going to, that is going to end up being punished in hell for all of eternity. Because Jesus already paid the price for you, but you weren't willing to walk forward ten steps. Jesus died for you. He paid your price with his blood. With his life, God exchanged the life of his son for you to be forgiven so you can be connected with God. 
So one more time, I'm going to give you one more chance. If you're here tonight, you would say, I need to get right with God. And I know that Jesus died for me. And all I want to do is acknowledge before people that Jesus died for me and I know it. And I want to get right with him. One more time, go ahead and raise your hand if that's you. Come on forward. Don't be shy. Come on and use the courage and the boldness that God has given you. Come on forward. You would say I need to get right. Anybody else? I need to get right with God. Anybody else? All right, for those of you who are here, you can just stay here one more moment. I'm going to pray for you and the rest of you who lift your hands one more time. Go ahead and repeat this prayer after me if you want to receive Christ in your heart. Say this, dear Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I believe in my heart that you died for me. I confess with my mouth that you are my Lord. I give my life to you. Thank you that there's no longer any separation between me and you. Open my heart to you and fill me with your Holy Spirit that I would serve you all the days of my life in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys stay here. I'm going to pray for you one more time. Anybody else, if you would come over here, you would say, I've been discouraged and I just want hands laid on me. I want to be prayed for. I want to be encouraged in the Lord. Anybody? Here tonight, you would say, I'm discouraged and I need to be encouraged. Come on forward. I'm going to pray for you. Anybody else? Come on forward. I'm going to pray. Anybody else? You would say, I've been discouraged. I need to be encouraged in the Lord. Listen, that's what the Spirit of God is for. To encourage you, to lift you up, to edify you. So come on forward. If you would say, man, I've been discouraged. I just need to be lifted up in him. Anybody else that you would say, man, I need prayer tonight. I need to be encouraged in him. All right, let's pray. Go, Robo, 